0: we continue our biblical discourse in matters of race. This sermon was presented to our congregation during the COVID outbreak, which explains Pastor Jim's opening remarks. The social justice movement and critical race theory have recently begun to permeate the church. However, both of these ideas are not found anywhere in the gospel as taught in the Bible. Please listen carefully today's slice of this week's message entitled, Overcoming Verbal Riptides. Number one, don't concede meaning of words. I'll show you what that means. Number two, a very simple one, engage in dialogue, not diatribe. And then I want to uh, mention a couple of common points of, or common poisonous terminology things that you may encounter. So let's start with don't Concede the meaning of words. I, I I really started this last time. We we looked at Genesis chapter ten, and I did everything I could to point out to you that the idea, <coughs> excuse me, of race as a means of uh, describing human beings is an anti-biblical concept. Uh, it 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 was invented. Way after uh, the Bible was written, uh, it is—it was invented mainly by people who used it in the sense of wanting to promote the favored race or races over the unfavored. Races. People like Charles Darwin, Margaret Sanger, the the founder of Planned Parenthood, um, very much into eugenics and, and and a totally ungodly view of mankind. Now, that said, the Bible does make distinctions between people. There are very good biblical words, and the Bible distinguishes between nations. The Bible recognizes there are nations which are people associated together under a common government and within defined geographical boundaries. That's a nation. Now, people within a nation can be very diverse. The United States of America is a very diverse nation. They can be very small, they can be very large, they can be very influential, they can be very wealthy, they can be very poor, but it's people defined by uh, their government and their boundaries. The Bible also uses the term tribes. Now, we're not big on that here in, uh, in our part of the country. If we think of tribes here, we're usually thinking of, of uh, Native Americans, and uh, there are issues of um, some rather sad history in uh, the treatment of such people here, but it is a biblical concept. A tribe is a subset of nations uh, in which people may be more closely related biologically than, within the tribe than they are with the whole nation. Uh, the, the strongest example you would be aware of would be the 12 tribes of Israel, One nation descended from the man named Israel, which is what Jacob's name was changed to. And his 12 sons became the progenitors of the 12 tribes, and they were kept distinct from each other regionally. And as a matter of fact, you know, even though they've been dispersed for so long, God is keeping track of them. And in the end times, he's going to identify 12,000 from each one of those tribes. But the point is, there may be many tribes within a nation. The Bible also uses the terminology peoples. Those would be larger units of people than a tribe. They're recognized for social and uh, political things they have in common. We might think of it more regionally. Um, you don't have to be in the northeast very long or the deep south very long to know where you are just by how the people talk and by the way that, um, the, that people conduct their lives and, and, and attitudes. And uh, uh, the words for ethnic and ethnicity uh, is what usually translated peoples in the Bibles. And, and peoples can overlap several nations. You know, there may, be, um, there may be a war, there may be some kind of a of a, of a settlement, and somebody might draw a, a border somewhere, and you may have the same people group divided in two, so the same peoples can be part of different nations. These things are <coughs> overlapping and uh, interactive. And the Bible also distinguishes by the word tongues, referring to languages, groups of people are identifiable by the language that they speak. And languages generally are the sharpest dividing lines. When God decided to separate the peoples in Genesis chapter 11, which we didn't look at next week, but it's very much attached to chapter 10, He didn't say, now, okay, I want you guys to move over to the southern border, you guys move over to the eastern border. No, He divided them by languages. And you're going to hang out among people, whom you can converse with okay? language is a very strong dividing line, and it's uh, that dividing line is uh, the most challenging one to overcome to overcome a border. you just need a passport and, and maybe a bus or a car uh, to go talk to different tribes within the same nation. just go to a different go to a different part, but it, it takes a lot of work to talk to somebody in a that speaks a language you don 't speak maybe you 've heard the quip um, if you are able to speak two languages, we say you are bilingual. If you can speak three languages, we say you are trilingual. If you can speak only one language, you are American. Uh, We're the ones with the worst attitude about crossing linguistic um, boundaries, and uh, you who uh, speak and understand more than one language, I am really jealous of you. Um, I, I know just enough in a couple of languages, Russian being the one now, to be a little bit charming, sometimes entertaining, and sometimes really embarrassing. Those are hard barriers to overcome. But we, there are distinctions, but race is never the distinction. Uh, you, you're familiar with the word Hispanic. That means speaking Spanish. That term, Hispanic, crosses lines of people's and the nations there are hispanic people in many nations you also are familiar with the word latino that's the male version latina is the, the the feminine version that means descended from people in latin america now many latinos are hispanics but not all of them nobody from born in brazil has Spanish as their national language, as their, as their, their normal language. They have, um, they have Portuguese. So, uh, Latino crosses lines of peoples and nations. You get the idea? Nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues are biblical distinctions. But race, divining people based upon skin tone and physical traits, that is an evolution-based invention of man. We do everyone a disservice anytime we use the word race to define an image bearer of God. There are no distinctions among the image bearers of God by skin tone or uh, physical features. And no so-called race, even if somebody uses it, in, a, uh, in intending it in an innocent way, no so-called race is superior or inferior, and anytime we act otherwise... That is sin. Now, this term social justice is now being used in the realm of discussing racism, the sin of uh, treating people differently based upon their physical characteristics. It's used to mean, social justice is used to mean something specifically anti biblical and postmodern. Now, Take the word, take the expression, social justice. Those are perfectly good words. I have never met a person who claims to oppose justice. In this world, if we're going to practice justice, it has to be in a societal setting. That's the only place it can be. So um, I don't know any person who is opposed to justice in a social setting. But when you take those two words and you stick them together... In the way that they are being used today, the the goal of the social justice movement is not the equal treatment of people. It is equal outcomes of wealth and position in the world. In other words, the social justice movement is about the redistribution of wealth and power, including the forced confiscation of such things. Administered by the ones who believe that they know best, social justice is a racist concept it 's just changing who gets to define it, who gets to define it, and not letting it be defined by by scripture. The social justice movement is uh, social marxism. Uh, it has doses of economic Marxism included, and uh, I dealt with it more last year. Uh, I, would, I would recommend to, to you reviewing the sermons from September 1st and September 8th of 2019. You can find them on our, on our website, hbc-boise.org, uh, or you can find them on Sermon Audio. They're more about the social justice movement. You see, when, when you take a good, solid, biblical word like justice, it stands alone. God is the one who defines justice justice. He is just. The other word for that is righteous. God's justice is what matters. When you put an adjective on it, when you say social justice, you're not talking about biblical justice as in applying the justice of God or His righteous morality. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you